You're listening to Pipes, Pours, and Pals. I'm your pal Justin. And I'm your pal Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, pretty fantastic. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm swell. So good. Sit in my basement again with my buddy. Feels good, bud. Yeah. It's been it feels like it's been forever, but it's only been eight days. It does feel like it's been a lot longer than that. Yeah. It was a it was a heck of a week at work. I can't get into all the details, but boy howdy. Yeah. I was in Chicago the first part of the week, and then when I got back, crap hit the fan at work and yeah, just had to had some major shakeups at work this week. It was just Let's just say it's good to be on the weekend. It's good to be down here drinking a drink, smoking a smoke, hanging with a pal. No, I agree. It's good stuff. Last week we weren't here. Where we last week you guys didn't get to hear our episode. We recorded one. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Um, but something happened. Yeah. What happened? The meat mountain happened. The meat mountain happened. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't know. We. We did record an episode, but it was awful. I felt like we'd been recording for an hour and a half, and you were like, it's been 36 minutes. And <laughs> I was like, what? Like, we've been talking for hours. <laughs> it was, I've, I've never experienced that kind of like lethargy hit me before. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, it was like simultaneously too. Like we both just at the same time, just like went into like this stupor. I feel like you could do a study on like maybe the effects of processed foods on your brain or something. Oh, I thought you were going to say do a study on how the meat mountain affects different podcasters. <laughs> well, that would be a good study too, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. I just felt like I, my, my brain would not fire it. Like all of my energy was sent to the digest the mountain. Yeah. And uh, it, I, it was, I, it was a very weird experience for me. I was just thinking about this. We should start a challenge of the meat mountain for podcasters challenge. Yeah. Like just challenge podcasters across the board to go do, to go eat a meat mountain and then try to record an episode. And it'll just be like a wave that hits Spotify. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I I'll challenge get piped right now. <laughs> go eat a meat mountain before you guys record next time and let us know how it goes. <laughs> Those two'd be like protein, bro. Roids. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. How about muscle? Mike, Mike and Jay. We'll make. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, challenge. Jay Mike. would do the same thing, but Mike Murphy might not. <laughs> he might. It might affect him a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I. Just, oof. It was like for a whole twenty-four hours after too. I was just like, I woke up in the morning. I didn't want to eat. I was just so miserable and felt disgusting. Like I felt like I sweated Arby's grease out for the next two days. Yeah. Literally um, Monday at lunch, I didn't eat breakfast or anything. And when I got to work and I was time to eat lunch, I was like, I just don't want anything. <laughs> I'm still full. Like it was just, it was, it's a huge sandwich. Yeah. I don't know, man. It was, we weird. split it in half, but it was still huge. Yeah. And it was like all meat. Mm-hmm. Like meat and bread, meat and with a, even the bread wasn't, much compared to the oh no no it's just like a normal sandwich when it comes to the bread it was breading on the chicken but there was like a solid four or five inches of meat on that sandwich dense yeah meat and cheese and then we had the mozzarella sticks (laughs) and then we had mozzarella sticks (laughs) and the curly fries you know what's funny is i had so many people reach out 
and say, I really liked would hear would like to hear clips of the Meat Mountain episode. Uh-huh. I, yeah. And I don't know. That sounds like a lot of work to go through and like just take clips out of the episode. Yeah. I haven't deleted it yet, so it's a possibility. I thought it'd be fun if we just at the beginning of this before we do our open, if it was just that part of us talking about how miserable we were <laughs> <laughs> and confused we were. <laughs> <laughs> the confusion was real. Yeah. We were both just here like, yeah, uh, what is happening? <laughs> felt stoned almost. It was odd, yeah. It was like being high. It was weird. Mm-hmm. But no meat mountain today. We both ate salads before we did this. I had uh, baked salmon with green beans. Oh, I actually had a slice of pizza. But <laughs> 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 it had tomato sauce on it, so that's kind of like a salad. Yeah, bread's like croutons. It's more of like a fruit salad. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> Jay is going to tan my eye. You ate pizza, you fat slob. But he'll appreciate my salmon. And he was beans. so mad at me about the donuts. He was, yeah. He was very mad about the donuts. Like at first I thought he was joking, but I think he was genuinely upset. <laughs> <laughs> so last Sunday we recorded with Pipe and Tamper. And we had, first of all, we had a great time. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it was pre-meat mountain. (laughs) Yeah, it was. (laughs) And it was really, really good to actually sit down and get to talk with Mike. I'd never really spoke with Mike. I mean, we, we've messaged back and forth a few times, but Mm -hmm. they're just both really good dudes. So it was a, a a genuine good time. We had a blast. Yeah. If you, so if you haven't heard that episode, I don't know why you wouldn't have, if you're listening to a pipe podcast, you should be listening to pipe and tamper. But if you haven't heard the episode or seen the episode, you can listen to it on pretty much any platform. You can watch it on YouTube and you can see our pretty faces with the wonderful wall of tobacco and whiskey behind us. Mm-hmm, the beautiful backdrop of goodness. Yeah. Nate and I had to snuggle for that episode. It was nice. We had to sit on the same side of the table. Yeah, it was nice, man. It was nice. It was nice because it was harder for you to play footsie with me. It was a little more difficult. I Just tried. a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> But no, give go give the episode a listen. It was a it was a great episode. Um, they were very gracious in um, helping us give a boost, and we actually saw a pretty big boost because of it. Yeah, I saw the numbers spike up. Unfortunately, ninety percent of those boosted listens were on our very first episode, <laughs> which, in my opinion, is incredibly awful. Yeah, and we don't use that word lightly on this podcast. Awful, incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a, a buddy at work that I just got into smoking pipes. Yeah. Pretty excited about it. Is he uh, my replacement? No. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Um, he doesn't have nearly the collection of whiskey that you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Uh, or tobacco. He told me that he went back. He was like, I, I started with your guys' first episode. I was like, don't do that. And he was like, I really listened to the first two. But he said, as Mike said, that the quality was good. Like, the quality of the sound and everything... It's just the content's what sucked. Like <laughs> everyone that listened, they're like, the quality's there. <laughs> you guys sound good. <laughs> what you're saying is nonsense. <laughs> like we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. But so we weren't able to record last week, like we said. Um, what well, we did, but we weren't able to air it because it was too embarrassing. So I was in Chicago. Uh, as I, I already kind of covered this last episode, but I was in Chicago for work and I was really like, jones and to figure out something you know nate and i were like do we record again you know can we figure out something i just told him i was like don't worry about it i'll figure out something yeah monday morning just clicked you're gonna be in chicago you're gonna have a little bit of downtime not much get a hold of jason patrick you guys hit it off at chicago 
see if he's able. I thought maybe I'll just go to, you know, if he can't do it, then I'll go to Arlington Cigar and see if maybe somebody there will talk to me or something like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. But uh, Jason said yes. Dude, I'm telling you, it was one of the best times I've ever had in, in pipe smoking. It's one of the most jealous I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> like, Jason is such a good dude. Like, he is. The time we got to spend with him in Chicago, um, I just, literally the thing I, I, I'm most jealous about is I just want to hug him. <laughs> and I feel like <laughs> I got to hug him. Like I'm not got I'm, to hug him. I did, yeah. Um, but there's just, no proof for that, so it didn't happen. No yeah. pictures, but it didn't happen. Just the idea of him cooking me a bratwurst. Yeah, I'm so jealous, dude. The Polish uh, sausages, the kibasas he made. Oh yeah, that's what they were. I'm sorry. Yeah, from the Polish deli down the road. Oh, I know. I'm, I heard him talk about it, and then I was even more upset. They were so freaking good. I was upset to begin with, but when you described what they were, I was like, um. Even more upset. I showed restraint. I only ate one because I didn't want to be in a meat coma before we recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Learning from your mistakes, man. That's great. Yeah. See, I'm making small strides, Jay. You hear that? Making small strides. I only ate one kielbasa. Never mind the fact it was like nine inches long and (laughs) two inches in girth. (laughs) It it was quite the sausage. Mm. Uh, It was delicious, though. And uh, made my Polish, you know, ancestors proud. Oh, yeah. Super proud. I was in Chicago. I had to. But it was a good trip. I, listen, I'm, I said this in the episode, but I really wanted to talk about it this, this time. The experience that I had at Jason's place was second to none. Like, the fact, I was thinking we would get together at Starbucks or maybe a cigar lounge or something like that. But Jason, without hesitation, was like, come over to my house, eat dinner with my family, meet the family, come see the workshop. And, you know... I've only met Jason at Chicago, so I don't know him that well. He seemed like, you know, we, we hit it off really well at Chicago. Right. Seemed like, you know, somebody you've met, you've known for 10 years. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he you know, invited me to his house and invited me to dinner was spectacular. And like, just to sit and sat at the table with his family mm-hmm. and he's got such a beautiful family. He's got six kids. Jiminy Christmas. Yeah. Um, four of which are adopted. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So he's, saying he's got this, he's got this, um, you know, mixed family and just to, just to sit there and hear this, um, you know, just their dialogue back and forth was just amazing. And like the way he was like teaching them little things, like I sat there for a couple hours and got to it. Like, it was like, I was a freaking fly on the wall in his house and it was just beautiful. It was, it was amazing. That's, that's incredible, man. Um, I was excited to hear the episode. And I got to say, I think it's one of the best interviews you've done. Um, you guys, your chemistry was good. You flowed really well. He sounded great. I thought he did a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, there was not, I never felt like there was really a lull in the conversation. It flowed well. Um, and again, I was extremely jealous. So <laughs> maybe next time, maybe next time, next time you have to go to Chicago for work. I'll just take off work and go with you. <laughs> and I'll just stay in the hotel room. I mean. <laughs> My conference was at the hotel I stayed at, so it wouldn't have been a problem, actually. Sweet. Yeah. Or I could just, like, drop you off at Arlington Cigar while I'm at the conference, and then you just hang out at the cigar lounge all day? I'm for it. (laughs) And we're laughing, but I'm not joking at all. 100% I would do this. (laughs) But I got to see uh, Jason's uh, pipe shop. No joke, dude. His pipe shop is half the size of this room. Half the size of this room? Half the size of this room. This is the smallest room in my house. And I was amazed. Like, 
And Jason turns out quality, quality pipes. Yeah. And he had this thing so well laid out. I mean, with within two steps, he had everything he needed for the entire pipe making process. It was actually, it was um, enlightening to see how little you actually need to make a pipe. Um, but then also how little space you need. Because yeah. I've been kind of like beating myself over the head about my garage and not having the space I need and all that stuff. And it was just, it was, it was, it was encouraging to see the space that he works in and to turn out the caliber of work that he turns out in that little space. Um, not to demean it was, it was cool. It was, it was awesome to see his space. It was amazing. Something special about seeing where the pipe is made and the process that the person goes through and all that. Yeah. It was just, it was really cool. But, um, yeah, thanks so much to Jason for having me over and letting me, you know, have dinner with your family. Wonderful, wonderful family. Like I I can't I can't get over it enough. Like the fact that they opened their home to me and treated me like family. Like I literally felt like I was family sitting at their table. They have this big huge like farm table. You'd have to. And we're right. <laughs> we're all sitting on this farm table and he says says grace and you know, I don't know, it was just so pure. Um and then as I'm as I'm doing the editing on the episode, like it harkened back to that I had a moment where I like harken back to the moment of being there and because I heard his daughter laugh in the recording in, in another room. Yeah. But it just like, and I thought about editing it out. I was like, no, it's too pure. Like it just captures the moment. Like every time I listen to that episode, I'm going to hear that and have that memory of just that, that just that pure joy that was in the house. Their house just exuded joy. That's incredible. It was dude. amazing, man. It was an amazing experience. And honestly, what a great testimony for him. Like that's really, really cool to, yeah, to be able to have a stranger come in your house and feel that kind of yeah warmth and everything. That's absolutely very very cool. So Jason, thank you so much. It was a it was a tremendous experience to to have experienced that. What are you smoking, man? Well, we I am smoking uh, this blend that was gifted to us from Mike Lading. It's from Cornell and Deal. It's from their uh, vintage blend line, and it is Blockade Runner. You know what you forgot to do before that? You forgot to go do the do the theme song for that. Ready? One, two, three. Bill of Lading. Wait, I need to like cut that out and then use that for like future. Just plug that in. Just push the button. That was my suggestion in the beginning, and you said no one wants to hear us <laughs> sing. <laughs> I know, I know, but the tackiness—we've we've just embraced the tackiness on this podcast. Oh, I don't think it's tacky. I think it's classy, quirky, quirky. Yeah. Oh, okay. We've embraced the quirky. I've embraced the quirky. You embraced it a long time ago. I live in it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about this blend. You've only adopted the quirky. I was born into it. <laughs> I was <laughs> molded by it. <laughs> I need to do my Bane impression. Do <laughs> you merely. Um. Sorry, CND Blockade Runner. <clears throat> According to TobaccoReviews.com, CND's true Navy Cavendish crumble cake is made with hand stoved Red Virginias and a Golden Virginia, soaked in a premium rum for seven days, then lightly stoved again and pressed out and cut. The seven days are the time it took our seagoing forefathers to sail back to New England from the islands with the tobacco in their casks soaked with rum. The ship on the label is the Advance. It was the South's most successful blockade runner. So that's pretty cool that the, the picture they have 
on the tin itself is of a ship that actually existed called the Advance, which was, as they said, a very successful blockade runner. It was called Diversity, right? Because it's an old wooden ship. Well, <laughs> Diversity was a very old wooden ship, but this this one is the Advance. Oh, okay. Sorry, if you don't know that reference, it's, <laughs> it's from what? Anchorman? <laughs> I don't know why corporate would be worried about a very old wooden ship, Ron. <laughs> ah, Diversity. An old wooden ship. <laughs> it's a, it's a Sorry, I got us way off topic. Great pull. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So that's that. It's in this like these like brownie cakes. <clears throat> yeah. And if you're wondering what a blockade runner was, I did a little research on this. Ooh, um, research. Ooh, um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically. The Navy would put up a blockade around either a port or sometimes an entire strait to prevent goods from entering or exiting. And so what you would get was these people that were merchants and they would have these blockade runner ships that were built to be really stealthy and fast. Mm. And they would try to sneak past the, the naval blockade and get to the port and they would bring goods to them and they would take goods away from them. So... In this case, if there was a blockade around these islands that they're referring to, then when they brought the tobacco back from those islands to New England, it would be worth exponentially more because you can't get it. It's illegal. Like They have a blockade up. You know what I mean? Mm. So they had these blockade runner ships that were specifically made to be stealthy and fast to sneak past. They, I mean, they had a little bit of armor and they had some guns so they could kind of try to get out of a scuffle if they ran into one, but generally just tried to avoid any danger. And apparently the advance was a very uh, successful one. It's an old wooden ship. An old wooden ship. I'm not usually one that likes blends that has rum on it. Especially soaked in rum. Yeah. And I'm not usually a Cavendish fan. Especially soaked in rum. Mm Mm-hmm. But this is pretty tasty. The thing that I found surprising about this blend is how good it is. It's, I w- I'm very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. By the description of what it is, I wouldn't have guessed that this is a blend that I would have been like, oh, that's great. Right. And even when I, like when you, when I took the lid off the jar and I smelled it, mm-hmm. it smelled like it had a dark fruit, like a, like a deep plum kind of a smell to mm-hmm. it. But then also I could almost smell the alcohol from the rum but that does not come through in the taste. Like I don't get the at all like a ethanol taste at all. No, I mean, I barely get any hint of a rum taste at all. I get a little bit like on the retro hail, but it is very light. I wonder what kind of rum they use. If it was a spiced rum or I don't know my rums very well. I don't either, but sailor Jerry is a spiced rum and it has like a piratey kind of tattoo girl on it. So I feel like it's probably a spiced rum. um to me this has like a very um has like a dark fruit a citrusy it's very almost tropical it almost has like a tropical taste to it maybe that is because there's some rum there but it kind of reminds me of like a very sweet very citrusy virginia 
Yeah, I agree. I don't think this is necessarily one I could smoke all day long, but I could definitely smoke this in the summertime outside. Like stereotypical smoke for that would be like Virginia, Virginia Periques. That's what a lot of people smoke in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely smoke this. In the, I could sit out in the in the hot sun and smoke this. To me, it has like, I don't know how to explain it. It has a weird kind of a heaviness to it. Not weird in a bad way. Just different, like um, that, and that's what makes me say I don't think I could smoke it all day long. I, I think I could enjoy one of these. I think with a cup of coffee, this would be really good in the morning because it has that sweetness to it. Um, See, to me, it's too fruity for a cup of coffee. You think so? Mm. Well, I love half and half with a cup of coffee, and half and half's got a nice, good fruitiness to it. I prefer more of like a cocoa-y. like Prince Albert. Prince Albert, yeah, yeah that kind of thing. Winchester. I like Burleys with coffee. I can I can understand that. I mean, I and I could get that, but I mean, half and half burly, but yeah, not so much the fruity note. But I'm pleasantly surprised. This is like my fourth bowl of this, mm-hmm. and it's got. If you get too big of a draw, it's got a little bit of a harshness. I don't know what that is, but overall, this is a pretty well rounded. I mean, again, this isn't a review. This is just us enjoying. We have the luxury of having all this tobacco that's been given to us. We smoke different things every episode just, yeah. just to expand our horizons. And I'm really enjoying this. I would buy more of this. Yeah, I'm, uh, I definitely would recommend this. For, if anyone has ever been curious about it, I would definitely say give it a, give it a shot, give it a try, because it is definitely worth it. Um, I've had it twice now. Uh, the first time, it was in a smaller bowl. Um, with not a lot of height to it. And this time I'm smoking it out of my uh, Peterson. It's the Christmas from the 2020. Yeah. And it's the 05 shape. So it's kind of like that, pipes. that bent Dublin. Yeah, we have twinning pipes. Um, Which I freaking love this pipe. It's a good pipe. But it has more of a tall, narrow chamber in the bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, So, and honestly, it tastes pretty similar. I've only had two bowls, so like you said, it's not any kind of a review at all. But I would definitely, if I saw this and it was priced correctly, you know what I mean? I would definitely buy some. Is this still in production? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Only available in tens, I'm guessing, considering it's a crumble cake. Yeah. I'm smoking this out of a Nate King bent egg. Uh, it's kind of a, it's a bamboo shank with, um, this, it's got, it's got Nate King's signature teal stem and it's got the, where the nodes on the, uh, bamboo are, he has put that same color of accents on where the nodes were. That's a gorgeous pipe. It is a gorgeous pipe. It smokes pretty well. Got a beautiful sandblast on it. Mm Mm-hmm. I bought this in Chicago when we went back to Nate King's room, you know, and he lured us back to his room. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yep. When you just stood in the corner and watched. Mm-hmm. The thing I, I kind of like about this is you know, oftentimes on eggs, they're kind of just a flat top, and he has like this concave. Yeah. I don't know what that's called because I don't know anything. Um, I think concave is an accurate description. Is it? Yeah. This is a beautiful pipe. It is a gorgeous and pipe. And I was looking at this. We were looking at pipes in his room at the same time as another person, which who shall remain nameless. He knows who he is. But I said, as soon as that person 
sets this pipe down, I'm going to pick it up and it's my chance to buy it. So if he sets it down, I'm buying it. And he sat it down. So I bought it. Yeah, and he bought the one that I really liked. Yeah. Hindsight, not not that I dislike this pipe. Hindsight, I would have bought the pipe that he bought. <laughs> yeah. I was. This one was sitting closest to the door. And as soon as I walked in, I was like, I want that pipe. And then he picked it up. And I was like, dang it, I'm not going to get that pipe. And so, like, I was so enamored with this pipe, I didn't look around. Had I looked at the other pipe before this one, I probably would have bought that other pipe. Yeah. But then he set this one down, and I was like, I'm buying it. And then I missed out on the other one. Well, I'm actually glad that you got that one, because the other one that you got at Chicago was very similar to that shape of the other pipe. Like this, I know, and I love that shape. It's, the stem is on the one that you got is less, like, dainty. Yeah. And I don't think it has bamboo. Yours doesn't. No. But that one did. Did it? Okay. Anyway, beautiful pipe. I caught my eye as soon as I walked into the room. Sorry, we don't have video. I would show it to you guys. It'll be on our Instagram page, though, if Nate remembers to take pictures. Yeah, so probably be on the Instagram page. (laughs) Probably. We'll see. But going on from that, what are you drinking, bud? I am drinking something that was so generously provided to the podcast by the one and only Indiana Nate. He happened to find Eagle Rare, which is kind of rare around these parts. It is. And you happen to find it at a, like, some dive liquor store. Yeah, there's a a liquor store. It's down the road from my house. I pop in there every once in a while um, if I just want to get, like, a lot of times I'll just get one can of beer, like, you know, like a tall boy. And then that way when I go home, I might just have one can of beer with dinner. Um, and I have talked to the guy before because I, I bought a bottle of uh, Benchmark there before. Uh-huh. And so him and I got into a conversation about um, bourbons and he is a big fan of Benchmark as well. And I told him about our podcast and everything. And so every time I go in there, he's always like, hey, how you doing? You know, we ha- we're friendly with each other. And I stopped in there to buy something, and uh, he was like, just so you know, it just came in, and I have one, but I have a bottle of Eagle Rare in the back if you want it. And I go, yep, I want it. <laughs> I don't care how much it is, I want it. Yeah. Well, I was like, well, how much are you asking for it? And he rang it up, and I was like, I definitely want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited about this, because I love Buffalo Trace products. Um, I'll read you the bottle. It says, Eagle Rare, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The cornerstones of the birth of a nation epitomized by the American bald eagle. That nation has come to represent freedom, spirit, and independence of the individual, giving the world products innovations that are uniquely its own. One such innovation was Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Early Kentucky settlers created bourbon, the true American spirit, in the late 1700s by practice And protected by law, no other distilled spirit adheres to standards as strict as those established for Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. And few other whiskeys can offer even a glimpse of the great whiskey making found in Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare 10-year Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey has a sweet, oaky nose and full, complex body. Reminiscent of a fine port wine, this rare whiskey is best served neat or over ice. Of course, feel free to drink Eagle Rare in such classic cocktails as the Manhattan or Whiskey Sour. (laughs) 
That's a mighty fine bottle too. It's got that eagle on it. America. Hey, this is perfectly timed, man. We talked about this, how sometimes things just happen for a reason. This is our July 4th episode, man. It is. We would have drank this if had we had it not been for the American Meat Mountain. <laughs> Upon which we died. We would have been <laughs> we would have been drinking this too early. It was fate that brought us here. Dare I say it was the intentions of our founders looking down upon us and says, yes, you fat Americans eat that meat mountain <laughs> so that you can drink this at the appropriate time. Nate just seductively licked his hands. <laughs> he had to get the excess bourbon off of his fingers that just ran down the side of the bottle. <laughs> I'm. He really enjoyed that. I'm literally like, I don't know, man. I think this might be one of the best bourbons I've ever had. It is, dare I say, smooth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that's such a taboo word to use when you describe bourbon, but it is. Now, this isn't a super high proof. It's only 45% alcohol, so 90 proof. It's not a high proof by any means, but the the alcohol burn barely hits you. There is an oakiness to it, but it's not overly oaked. Sometimes bourbon, when they hit 10 years or over, yeah. can get pretty oaky. And I don't get that too much. There is the oak note there, but it's not overly oaky. It adds a nice, um, a nice hint of bitterness. But that bitterness goes really well with that caramely sweetness that comes through. I get like a little bit of some kind of a spice. I don't know, like cinnamon or like just a hint of, of like a bittery kind of a, a spice, maybe all spice or something. I don't know. So sometimes I get those notes and I, I attribute it to the barrel char itself. I get like a char taste. Okay. That could be. Like have a little bit of a, like when you eat a marshmallow that's been roasted over a fire. Yeah. That slight smoky charred flavor. Yeah. I don't know, man. It is. I, I, I think the viscosity, like it, it's perfect. Like, it's not too thick, not too thin. Yeah, it coats my mouth. It's incre- like you said, it's incredibly smooth. It's very sweet. Um, this might give Benchmark a run for its money. It's coming close. Yeah, <laughs> it is coming close. No, it, it is a, a, a spectacular bourbon. I'm, I'm very, very yeah, happy with I, it. This may be sacrilege because I'm going to compare it to Benchmark. But this reminds me a lot of Benchmark Top Floor. Yeah, Top Floor. Yeah. But the reason I think it is like Top Floor is because Top Floor is from the top of the Rick House, where it may not be 10 years like this is, but you get more cycles in a Rick House when it's on the top floor. Because you have the extreme heat in the summertime and you have the extreme cold. And so there's a, there's a much more um, like drastic, drastic swing in the elements. Temperature fluctuation. Yeah. So it, it ages the whiskey. It ages it quicker. Yeah. I did air quotes there. Age around ages. I think there's similar proofs as well. I, um, I want to say top floor is like an 86 or a 90, which for me, honestly, uh, I read that. I can't see that. It's eighty six percent, eighty six proof. Okay, so that I was about to say for me, eighty six to low nineties is my perfect. I that's where I like my. I don't like them. I mean, regular benchmarks eighty, 
and I could drink that all day. Well, not all day, but I mean, I can enjoy some. <laughs> <laughs> Ping pong paddle in one hand, bourbon in the other. Use the bottle as the paddle. Um, <laughs> but when you get up like above 95, to me, I mean, I've said this before, I like to, I like to enjoy the bourbon and I'm like, I don't want to have like a one finger pour and be like buzzing. You know what I mean? I like <laughs> to be able to, to enjoy it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And for me around, you know, 86 to 90, low nineties for proof is just perfect. Um, and this hits right there. It's rocking, dude. I like that a lot. Very good. I'm sad that you can't find it around here. It's, uh, our friend Russell's favorite. Yes. Good old Russell Pickett. Russell Pickett's his favorite, favorite bourbon. He was super excited when he heard we were drinking this in the podcast. Unfortunately, he probably have to drink it again because we, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> we did. Sorry, Russ, that. you got to drink Eagle Rare two episodes in a row. Actually, he listens to us while on his way to work. And so he's probably not drinking it while he listens. Oh, I think he does. <laughs> I'm just kidding. At the golf course, just slammed. <laughs> just slammed working at the golf course. Um, But hey, speaking of hard to get Sazerac products, while I was in Chicago, as I was leaving, I was like, hey, I heard there's this place up here called Benny's. Where'd you hear about it from? I heard it from Kevin Foster. That's right. Because he told Kevin me when Foster. he when he landed uh, for Chicago, he was like, the first thing I did was find a Benny's. And I didn't know what a Benny's was. But I remembered he found E.H. Taylor there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if he can find E.H. Taylor, maybe I can find E.H. Taylor. Because that was a good blend. It was delicious, yeah. Um, so on my way out of town, I was like, mm, let me see. Benny's. Next exit. Boom. Benny's right off the exit. Guess what they had in, in stock? Tell me. Sazerac. Ooh. Sazerac rye. And they had it by the case. They had wow. tons of Sazerac there. Really? Yeah. They had lots of good stuff that's hard to get around here. They had, uh, they had Sazerac rye, just a whole entire shelf full of it. So I had to buy a couple bottles of that. Um, they had Maker's Mark, but not just any Maker's Mark. They had the Maker's Mark in the Chicago Cubs bottle. Ooh, yeah. With, with blue wax. Blue wax, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Not a Cubs fan, but I was like, I'm a whiskey fan, and I like Maker's Mark. I got to get that bottle. Yeah, it's beautiful. Then they had Old Tub, which you can't find around here. Mm-mm. Never had it either. Old Granddad 114. You can find Old Granddad, the 80 proof. You can find Old Granddad, the bonded. Yeah, I see that all the time. But you can't find Old Grand one, Old Granddad 114. It's the bottle I've been hunting around here lately. It's always sold out everywhere around here. Really? And then I got a bottle of Old Fitzgerald. I've never had any of those. Well, I've had Makers, but... I haven't had any of those but Makers myself. Well, I've had Sazerac. We actually got to try the Sazerac rye when we were in Mule Town. Uh, Mike Lady took us to his uh, son-in-law's house. And he he was generous enough to let us try several of his whiskeys. Yeah, and I loved it. And I was like, if I can get a bottle of Sazerac, I'm going to get it. Yeah. And so when you and I were out last week before we ate the Meat Mountain, we snatched a bottle of Sazerac that we just happened to stumble upon. Luckily. Yep. And then I found two more. I found a bunch more bottles this week. But uh, yeah, I bought two more bottles because I was like, nah, don't know when I'll find it again. And it was only twenty four ninety nine a bottle. like Which is insane. Insanely cheap. Yeah. And you were nice enough to get me one because you're yeah. just such a peach of a guy. I'm a peach of a guy. What can I say? It's my favorite bourbon. <laughs> it's not a bourbon. It's a rye. It's my favorite rye. <laughs> it's my favorite whiskey. <laughs> 
Is it really? Free whiskey. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You really hammered that hard on pipe and tamper. You know that, right? Yeah. It got hammered over and over and over again how your favorite thing was free. When it came to anything. Don't call me Nate the Mooch for nothing. Like. When I was in New York, they're like, Nate hey, the Mooch Bowling. Nate the Mooch, he's here. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I, I, I was so... And then the other thing I got there, I didn't keep for myself. I ended up uh, getting it for a coworker. Ooh. A 1.75 liter bottle of Willet Pot still. Nice. You know, I, I hate to change the subject, but... The thing about the interview you did last week that I just couldn't, I can't wrap my head around uh-huh. is that he has one shelf for his alcohol and one shelf, like one pipe rack. And that's like, he won't buy any more pipes than them will fit on that rack. It's like literally 15 or 20 pipes can fit on that rack. That's it. I just, I don't, like my, you know, he doesn't have any factory pipes either. None, none, no factory pipes. I just can't, like, I just, I don't know, like, I love that, and I hate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wish I could be that disciplined. Yeah. Because he was like, I have addictive personality, so if I don't limit myself, then I'll go overboard. But I do have an addictive personality, <laughs> and I don't limit myself. <laughs> so I wish that I could, that, but you were talking about the more whiskey you bought, and I was just thinking about his tiny little shelf. <laughs> His his shelf's like a small curio cabinet. Really? It was like maybe twice the width of that Jim Beam shelf I have right there. It ain't big. It ain't big, bro. Man. It ain't big. And on top of that, he has his pipe rack. Yeah. He has a shelf for photography gear, and that's what he limits himself to on photography gear. One shelf for whiskey. The discipline. And one shelf for tobacco. One shelf for tobacco. One shelf for tobacco. So he doesn't have a cellar then. No. Jason. He is not. A, he, he's, he's a pipe guy. He's a pipe guy, not a smoker. He he does smoke, but right, 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 he's right. not a tobacco guy. Okay. I love him. Ba- BCA is not hard to get. Like, yeah. you, <laughs> <laughs> That's, As soon as he said that, I was like, oh my God, Russ is going to love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Russ is always preaching BCA. He brought me some. It's not bad. BCA, like, he said his favorite bourbon is Eagle Rare. I know. He's like Russ's best friend. Exactly. You're welcome, Russ. You found your new favorite pipe maker. <laughs> Seriously. But honestly, BCA is not that bad. Like, it's just a. Eh. Exactly. That's what it is. That sound you just made is exactly what it is. Eh. Precisely. Yeah. It literally on tobacco reviews, it just says. Eh. <laughs> it's like up to five stars. <laughs> Actually, eh. I've, I've never had. I've never had BC. Never. I've never had BCA. Well, um, it just sounds. It's just like a, it's, Russ says he loves it because he can smoke it all day and he knows exactly what he's going to get from it. And it's like, it's like a comfort blanket, really. <laughs> and that's literally what it is. It's, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, you can smoke it and it's good. It's meh. You know what's really good? Is this blockade runner. Yeah. It came out the jar a little moist. Mm-hmm. I had to let it dry out a little bit. Um. But it, it, it it's smoking pretty darn well, and I am enjoying it thoroughly. Well, while we're on the topic of whiskey and tobacco in Jason's moderation, uh, next week we're going to be drinking Sazerac Rye. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be smoking Cornell and Deal's Cajun Cake. I'm excited about that. I've always wanted to try that. 
Cajun cake. And it is a, it's got some age on it. It's got six years of age on it. Oh yeah. You got that in Chicago. I did. I got yeah. this in Chicago at one of the, uh, the Friday swap meet booths. Mm-hmm. I don't know who, I can't remember who those guys are, but they're the ones that we bought. You got all that plum pudding from last year. Uh, not plum pudding. I already had all the plum pudding. I got that from Seabids. Nope. You bought, they were selling plum pudding for $5 a can for two ounce cans. And you bought like every can they had. Cause I got, I got five cans of Maltese Falcon for $5 a can. And I told I you bought Maltese Falcon from them. I'm, I guarantee you, you bought every two ounce tin of plum pudding that you have. Not every tin, but you bought at least seven tins from those guys for $5 a tin. Because I was like, I, believe you. I wanted to buy it. Because I, they told me the Maltese Falcon, they sell it to me for $5 a tin. And then you said, what about the plum pudding? And they're like, yeah, I'll do that too. And you're like, I'll take all of it. And I was like, what a great buy. <laughs> he just flipped me the bird. Yeah. <laughs> he said, what a great buy. And flipped me the bird at the same time. Precisely. <laughs> but anyway, they're, they're, they're there every year. And they have really good price on tobaccos. I actually got some very old... What's that stuff called from... Rat, rat trays? The... Um, the red, red wrappery, red wrappery. I got a, 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 a an old tin of red wrappery off them, and I got an old tin of um, Fillmore from C and D, which mm. is also a Virginia. No, Fillmore is it's from Gregory Latasha piece. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a family name. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably on his hit list. He takes good pictures. <laughs> He does take great pictures. Ian Neal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, talk photographers. Speaking of Jason Patrick. Yeah. When you were at his shop, did you happen to see, was he working on his monthly, um, or his month of June pipe that he submitted? I don't believe so. Because he submitted it, or he put a picture up of it shortly after you left there. And I was wondering if you maybe got a chance to see it in the making. Mm Mm-mm. Because it's beautiful. I didn't get to see any of his pipes in the making. He actually had no projects going as far as I know. At least as far as I saw. But the one that he submitted for the the month of June for the Instagram Pipe Makers Club. Uh Uh-huh. It's the the month of June. The theme was men's health. And that pipe that he submitted, I was like, that looks like a sperm. (laughs) Indeed it does. He, uh... He actually said that. I think he said, I think he used the term swimmer. Oh yeah, yeah. On the Discord, he did. I believe he did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, his pipe is. It, I, yeah, it looks like a swimmer. It's really, really neat. It honestly, it's it's almost like a blowfish, kinda. Oh uh, no, not like a blowfish. You don't think that's like a blowfish at all? Mm, no. No, I think it's more like a chunky egg with a tail. Okay. Like squat tomato-y egg. A blowfish really like, I guess the bot with the bottom, when you take the bottom into account, it kind of looks like a blowfish. I can see it. I can see it. You're right. I mean, it's kind of what, it was reminiscent. Yeah, blowfishes are a little, a little thinner. This is squatter and fatter. Blowfishes usually do have like 
the sides aren't as wide. Right. And they have, they usually have lines. Yeah. All the way on the, on the bottom and on the top, on the, um, on the front. Yeah. This has got the line across the bottom, but it's got like that little tail popping up. And I love how it looks like, like a tail folded over. Like, uh, when you look at the straight on view. Yeah. A little whale tail. Yeah. A little whale tail happening. Yeah. No. So the, the, uh, like Nate said, the June theme for the Instagram pipe maker club, uh, challenge was men's health month picked by ye old Jay Furman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was a tough challenge, dude. I didn't make a pipe this month. Uh, partly because I had no idea what to do. And partly because works kept me really busy this month. And my shop's a mess. So yeah, there's all those things. When Jay announced the theme immediately, I was like, what do you do with that? Yeah. So I was actually pleasantly surprised because there were some very, some well thought out ones and some very interesting ones. There some very <laughs> odd ones. That's true. Let's start with the Tim Beaumont one. Um, I love the accent ring on that. I don't know what that is. Oh yeah. So some of these it is really hard to encapsulate men's health. Uh, some people tie it in blue because the ribbon for Men's Health Month is a blue ribbon. I don't even think I knew that. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of blue incorporated in pipes. This one, you know, I, I I can't say what Tim was going for on this one. Some of these I'm not going to be able to interpret how they got Men's Health out of this. Not going to lie. Some people might have just been like, I don't know what to do. So here's a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is a good looking pipe, dude. It's a smooth. It's got beautiful grain. It's like a um, canted apple. Yeah. He says that that's box elder burl. Box elder burl? With black ebonite. Okay. I was hoping he would actually say what it is because it is really cool looking. I had no idea what it was. And I still have no idea what it is. Yeah, it's apple-shaped billiard uh, with box elder burl and black ebonite. He did like this cool contrasting stain. It's yeah, this uh, like a dark brown with a light brown, almost like natural finish over top of it. Yeah, the um, it's a handsome pipe. The way that the the dark brown fills in with the like the the lines on the the actual briar itself, and then that golden on top. It's it's really nice looking. Yeah. I think it's really handsome. And and I think that accent piece works really, really well with it. And that so that is at Papa Bear Pipes. Uh then we have EP pipes. He has a like a pill shaped pipe with a it's like a it's stained black. Mm-hmm. Uh it's bourbon barrel stave and briar. Briar sandwiched between bur- bourbon barrel staves, looks like. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I see that now. Um, it's The pipe is pill-shaped. I thought this was a, a, a very interesting, kind of unique take on, on the, the, the concept. Yeah. Which, I mean, EP always does interesting, unique takes on everything. Yeah. Uh, his pipes are always weird. He did a, um, he did a, a stand made of a barrel stave with it, mm-hmm. and then a matching pill bottle that goes next to it to keep your tobacco in. Which I think is... Really cool. <laughs> and it says, take daily as needed for relaxative. Relaxative. 
dysfunction? Yeah. Take for relaxative dysfunction. I think it's just very creative what he did. I, I agree. I think that's incredibly cool. The The pipe itself is a very unique shape. You don't see a lot of pipes like that. Not at all. And uh, I honestly think it's very interesting. Um, a blue acrylic stem for that, uh, the blue yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, ribbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have M underscore Berg underscore BHP, and he did a, he's like a squat tomato, and it is a, he says, squat tomato diseased heart pipe with alumilite stem and ivorite ring. I left the long crack and ugly pits on the left side to mimic heart muscle scars, tears, and disease, colored with two different uh, self-mixed reds. Over a heavy black contrasted sandblast, furthering the diseased heart aesthetic. Stem was chosen for the red, blue, purple to resemble arteries, veins, and blood. Why a squat tomato? Squats are good exercise. Do some exercise. Tomatoes are a heart-healthy fruit due to the lycopene that helps lower cholesterol and blood pressure. Eat your tomatoes. That's a well-thought-out theme. (laughs) First of all, well done on the homework, dude. Like, Well done. that's, That's insanity. But it's a good looking pipe. Oh my God, dude. This pipe is gorgeous. It looks like a diseased heart. It literally does. I probably couldn't smoke it. I, I mean, it's it, a work of art, dude. It really looks like it would sit really well in your hand. I love the ivorite accent piece, but then as soon as I saw that stem, I thought that looks like blood vessels. Like it looks like yeah. veins and. I mean, you would know all about that. You like needles and blood and veins and stuff like that. Drawing so. blood from human beings is one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> is and, it really? Oh, dude, I love it. <laughs> it's one of the few things on earth I think I'm really good at. <laughs> I could get I, I could get blood out of, a, out of anybody. I love drawing blood. The uh, ivorite ring kind of looks like um, like plaque buildup on the arteries. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> right into the diseased heart. <laughs> Very well thought out. Very well executed. Incredible job. Oh, man, that is just such Stain a Stain is pipe. great. And just the blast he put on it, too, is... It's just... I don't know. It's it's very very well done. It's very, very nice. Uh, then ZZ... Looks like he did two here. He did a... I don't know what a Mangosteen is. He did uh, did two pipes here. One looks like a thick lady's leg. It does. <laughs> That'll get the blood flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, the one that's the mangosteen pipe. Again, I don't know what a mangosteen is. I'm an uncultured swine. Um, to me, what this looks like, I think a mangosteen is a type of fruit. I should have done my homework before this, but I'm going to go with that. I probably am completely wrong. But uh, it looks like a chicken laying an egg. Hmm. Like it looks like the eggs popping out of the chicken. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know, but he went with like that that blue. It's like a light blue, like sky with clouds. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, it looks honestly like a very comfortable pipe to hold. I think um, the way that the, he's got like a little bit of a, like a rim mm-hmm. around the middle of it, and I feel like your thumb would fit on that perfectly when you're holding it in your hand. Um, that's uh, at Z, uh, that's at ZZ Pipe Hobbist. Yeah, uh, another. Does he say what kind of wood that is? Because it kind of looks, looks like, like olive, olive wood to me. Yeah, um, very, very, very well done. Looks beautiful. 
then this pipe I attempted to buy. Why wouldn't you? And he said it's not for sale. Jerk. Kevin Foster with Foster Handmade made a Morta pipe. It's a Morta blowfish, it looks like. It's a beautiful pipe, man. Um, and that, that stem with that black Morta mm-hmm. is such a, it's got a, like a blue SEM ebonite stem, like blue and black swirl kind of looks like. Um, I believe Kevin said he's keeping this. Well, so. it's, it's a, a absolutely beautiful pipe. I love the way the colors flow. Like you said, that stem and the accent piece, the the colors that are in there, so well with that black goes so good with that mordite color. It it's just it, it is a a really really beautiful beautiful pipe. And then our fearless leader Glenn Tensky, he did a um, strawberry shaped pipe, and it's strawberry colored. Mm-hmm. And he said strawberries good for your health. <laughs> He's not wrong. It's a good looking pipe, dude. It, it, I love that red. Like, it's just like, boom, in your face red. I love how he left that little natural uh, smooth bit right there right. right before the stem. Yeah. It's beautiful. It looks delicious. It looks like you just eat it. And again, this also looks like one that would just fit really well in my hand. Mm-hmm. Just a really, really beautiful piece. And then we got Pathfinder pipes. Pathfinder underscore pipes. Uh, looks like he didn't. Two pipes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, a set on the flat bench and a set of tobacco pipes helps my mental and physical health. Uh, also, the acrylic accent pieces are blue for men's health mixed with white to mimic the sky and being outdoors. Uh, I have casted a pine cone I picked up on my last hike within each accent ring. Wow. Which I can't really see from the pictures. I can see. Um like each accent ring by the stem it looks like there's some wood in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see it now. I had to zoom in. Yeah. Those are some classy looking pipes. That, like the uh, the ones that kind of like the Rhodesian shape. Yep. I love that pipe. Yeah, one is a straight Rhodesian and the other one is like a bent billiard. They're Yeah, they're both really well done, but that Rhodesian is uh, just a, if that accent piece flows so well. With the, the, the stumble, it, it's just a beautiful pipe. And then we have a Hoosier. Next one's our Hoosier friend, Grunwald Pipes. Mm-hmm. I believe he's in Moores, Canby, Mooresville area, Greenwood, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We met him in Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did a um, Rhodesian. That's a Rhodesian, right? Yeah. 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 It's more of like a squat Rhodesian. It's a squat Rhodesian. It's very deep, very sloping, like deep slope on top. Usually Rhodesians have like a, the bottom will be um, deeper than the top. He went really deep with that slant on top. And I like it. Yeah. It's He's got some rustication on the sides. I love that little bit of rustication on both sides. I think that, because for me, I love a, a, I like a little texture on my pipe when I'm holding it. I like my thumb to have, you know, like that's why I like sandblast or, or rusticated pipes in general. I just like to feel something when I'm holding it. Yeah. And this pipe has that beautiful smoothness to it, but then those little bit of rustication on both sides would give me that feel I like. Yeah. Um, I, I This is a beautiful pipe, and I love how he put a little rustication right there before the stem too. He said, uh, mostly in mind, the rustication on the side could be brainish in looks, 
My thought was mainly uh, biblical, Ecclesiastes 11.6, speaking about your hands and not being idle. Uh, believe me, my hands and brain have been busy trying to get this done. So that was his uh, interpretation of it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. Then Peak Pipes UK uh, did this. Uh, was that was that a volcano ish? Yeah, it's definitely volcano esque. Trying to see if he describes what what he calls that, but yeah, it looks like a volcano. At least the way I would describe it. And actually, the way the top is uh, has that um, the plateau the plateau rim. Mm-hmm. It's it's off offset kind of, so it's like slanted. It looks even more. It like looks a even more like a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said, "I did go, decided to go with a long, a nice long reading pipe to promote mental well being and taking time to relax with a book and unwind." I love that. Sicilian Briar Plateau Rim with my gritstone rustification. Corian Ice Blue Accent and a blue metallic swirl stem in the colors of the theme. It's very... um, It's kind of got Scotty Pearsall vibes. That super thin pencil shank Mm. that she does. Um, he says that he used a stainless steel rod to reinforce the stem. That uh, the rustication he does on that bowl, you could if you zoom in, you can see how craggy it is. That is something. Oh well, yeah, it looks like it's like cracking. Yeah, again, even more volcanic. It looks very, very volcanic. I, I I'm digging this pipe, and I honestly I didn't even notice that that was like an ice blue accent piece. I thought it was white. But when you zoom in again, you can see it's, it's like, yeah, ice blue. Yeah, it's beautiful. Very well done. And I love the the whole mental health reading thing. I'm yeah. a big proponent of that. <laughs> Nate likes to read. Uh, read good. See spot run. <laughs> uh, Barbarossa. Oh, uh, it's a fish shaped pipe. Yeah, another sperm cell here going on. <laughs> he said one fish per week seems necessary for a good health. Uh, and fishing as an activity is a, just a bit more beneficial. Nate would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, acrylic stem and mother of pearl look with military mount. So yeah, it's, it's definitely like a, a fat fish shape. Yeah. He made the tail go the opposite way. Yeah. Person. I tell you what, I love the way he left the top of this smooth all the way across the tail and everything. Uh-huh. It looks so incredibly clean. Such a good blast on it, too. Oh, my goodness. That blast is gorgeous. The staining on that. I love how the staining on the blast, it looks like it could be the same stain as used on top uh-huh. because it's blasted. It's darker. Yeah. It, it just, and he picked a, a fantastic color for that stem. Um, I'm, I I love this pipe. It's a beautiful It's like an pipe. oxblood color. Yeah. The, the um, stain is. It's gorgeous. Good work. Uh, Malcolm Pipes, the caveat to his is that, uh, and he even he even says this here, uh, he's lurking here, he's a pipe modifier, not a pipe maker, but he does some awesome stuff with some of the pipes he modifies. Dude, I love this guy. Uh, he, super nice guy. He's a super, super nice guy, and I love his work. Um, like he says, he doesn't actually carve the pipes, he modifies pipes that have already been cut. Yeah. But 
what he does is beautiful. Yeah, he, his rustication and stuff that he does on pipes. Yeah. He's got one right now that it left the sandblast up top and on the bottom and in the middle is rusticated, but like has a deep red in the end. It's like, is it a poker? I think it's a poker. Yeah. yeah I saw that one. It's a good looking pipe, but I, I like this one too. This one. Yeah. This one is very good. Um, let's see here. What does he have to say? For Men's Health Month, this one is called Brook of Cherith. If you know anything about the spiritual connection at that brook, a man was told to eat, drink, and rest there. But it is a Dublin-ish. Like it's hard to tell what it used to be because, like he said, he 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 modifies pipes. Um, but it has like a almost Rhodesian. It's like a Dublin meets Rhodesian. It's like imagine if you made a dub, took a Dublin and then canted the top ring around the top like a Rhodesian. Yeah. You know, I honestly think um, Adam from Get Piped would love this pipe. You think so? Yeah, he's he he loves like metal accent pieces, and this almost is kind of like it's not, but it looks like a military mount almost. Um, just the way it's shaped, but uh, it I again like I said. In his rustication, it looks like he put a blue stain on first. Like in in inside the crags, there's like a very it does you're light right blue in there, and then he put a dark stain on top. Oh, it says this pipe has been hand rusticated with water like turquoise highlights. Okay, under the black stain, I didn't even see that part, but I just noticed that. Wow, I think that's so beautiful, man. It is. I like that a lot. Oh, uh, let's see here. <laughs> this one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have showed this pipe to so many people at work. This, and was, dude, whenever I first saw this, I go, oh my gosh. Like <laughs> nothing, it, nothing. None of the other pipes say men's health like this pipe says men's health. It's true. It comes with a custom tamper, which it, is uh, shaped like a finger. Um, so you can only imagine when you say men's health and, um, the tamper is a finger, um, well, for, to keep it, uh, to keep it G rated, we'll call it a sphincter. Yeah. This is a sphincter shaped pipe. Yeah. It's for, it's to, to represent a prostate exam. Yeah. Um, and boy, howdy. Did he get graphic with the, the representation of it? It is uh, it is something to behold. This is from Freehand Pipes. And that's, this is at Freehand Pipes, yeah. yeah. And he took freedom. I'm, I'm telling you guys, this is something special. <laughs> I can't, it's like, it's like a car wreck. Like, I can't look away from it. It's like, you just, I just, it's. It's staring into my soul. I have showed this to no less than a half dozen people at work, and every one of them, their reaction was butt gusting laughter, <laughs> gut busting. I, I just said like... butt gusting. <laughs> I can't even get it out of my mind. Gut busting laughter. If for no other reason, this is just like a talking point. Like I want to own this pipe just so I could have it and be like, look at this. Like I'm not going to smoke it. I just wanted to have it to show people. 
This is insanity. And I, I all of your tobacco you'd smoke and be like, this tobacco tastes like crap. <laughs> we got to move on. We can't, yeah. we, we can't hang on that pipe all day long, but it's beautiful. Well done. buddy. <laughs> well done. Well done. It, it has provided me so much laughter in the last week. It's spectacular. Uh, the next one is Romine underscore pipes underscore tampers. And I did pronounce that right because he told me that I pronounced it right. I definitely would have, would not have. <laughs> uh, this pipe's a stunner, dude. This, it's a smooth, straight grain. It's also kind of like an egg shape. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's an egg shape. But that stem on there, man. Uh, Beautiful. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of. Yeah, th- that's exactly what I was That bluebird briar that you gave me. Yeah. Except that one's uh, sandblasted and this one is smooth. Right. And that but one just like, holds so much more value to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking pipes wouldn't take it from me, but Aww. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't sell that pipe. It was a gift. <laughs> I wouldn't sell it yet. Yet. <laughs> Once I replace you on the podcast, then I will. That's fair. Uh, this dude, this is just a stunner of a pipe that the grain is gorgeous the smooth i mean it's it looks flawless um he said my pipe of the month the blue stem refers to men's health month i chose to make small pipe uh it's 11 centimeters and 34 grams referring to uh find happiness and enjoy the small things in life on the mental health side wow and uh it is a dainty pipe but it is a looker the stem on this is again like an SEM um, eight swirl stem, and it's black and like turquoise. Like that, like rippling or marbling that's happening in that stem is just beautiful. It just goes so well with that stain and finish on that pipe. The grain on that bowl, that like kind of straight grain. Yep. It's just really, really, and the way he stained it really brings it out. He did a fantastic job. He always does. He's, I mean, he's a, he's a wonderful pipe maker. Uh, we already talked about Jason Patrick's swimmer of a pipe. Did mm. we mention that the pipe is blue? The stem is. Or the stem is blue? I don't think we did. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it again because Jason deserved it because he was on the episode with us last time. <laughs> uh, it's definitely, uh, he says here, men's health. I'll call it the tadpole. Strong swimmer. <laughs> uh, definitely puts off that kind of vibe. Has the uh, swimmer shape, but it has that. Uh, like a blue and purple swirl. Maybe it's like a blue and copper. I can't quite tell from the picture. Almost like a grayish. Maybe gray. There's like yeah. a glare on the pictures. They can't quite tell what the other, but that blue just pops. Yeah. It is very, very pretty. I love this next one here. Oliphant pipes at Oliphant pipes. This is a complete briar pipe. Yeah. I love it. I had to look at it like three times. I was like, is there no stem? Like, I mean, like a separated stem? Yeah, it's- I love it. I, I think it's, I mean, it's been done. The all briar pipe has been done before. Not granted, not, not a ton. No, I think this is very unique. Um, But I just think like this is, he said, a uh, small, uh, all briar apple. The thought was to make a sturdy little smoking machine. That's perfect. to Take on a hike or a fishing trip combining exercise and relaxation for healthy body and mind. And I just thought, you know, like not only does this encompass the theme, but it also puts into practicality for the theme. Yeah. And I loved that. 
and the bird's eye on it is really, really nice. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a beautiful pipe. It's got lots of figuring. Mm-hmm. It looks nice and pocket worthy. Oh yeah, I like the rustication you did on the on the shank there. Yeah, I think you did a great job with this. Very, very nice. Good job, Jesse. Um, that was it. That's all of them. Unless I'm missing something else. I think that was it. Scrolling back through the ones I sent you to see if there's anything in there. Yeah, so just double checking here. That's it. Great job to the guys from the Instagram Pipe Maker Club. Yeah. I'm kicking myself for not getting involved this month, but uh, it just wasn't in the cards this month. Hopefully next month. Uh, this next month's coming theme is red, white, and bamboo. And I am so excited to see this. I love bamboo pipes, man. I think Jay's just trying to... He just wants like more options for things for him to buy. <laughs> Everybody knows Jay loves bamboo, and he loves yeah. blue stems. Yeah. So if you make a blue stem pipe with bamboo, he's going to buy it. Yeah. He's, he's already said he would. pockets. He already he, said he would. He already... <laughs> he said it doesn't matter what it looks like. He doesn't... Yeah, he doesn't care how much it is. Who made it? What it looks like? How it smokes? If it's got bamboo and a blue stem, Jay Furman will buy it. Yeah, guaranteed by him. Yeah, and you can take that to the bank, folks. You can take that to the bank. You heard it here first. He told us to tell everybody that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's going to have to do something about that. <laughs> yeah, he's got to at least respond to that. No, but. I think I am very excited about the challenge. Some people have already mentioned how they haven't ever worked with bamboo. And that's what I love about the the discord for pipe makers. Cause a couple of people commented, uh, one person I know specifically commented saying they hadn't worked with bamboo before and had asked a question and immediately somebody responded with a link to a very easy to use, like, guideline on, on what you need to do with bamboo like how to drill it and how you use it and stuff like that and being able to be a part of a community like that if you're a pipe maker and i know we've said this before but it's just invaluable to have that that resource the person could have googled it and been like how to use bamboo in a pipe and spent you know numerous hours trying to find a good resource but being able to go to a group of guys who have all done it and they've like not all of them, but you know, I mean, you have people in there that have worked with this stuff before and mm-hmm. have done the research already and being able to just talk it out with people and get some help. I think, I, I think it's awesome. So if you're a beginning pipe maker or you're interested in become a pipe maker and you want to give it a shot, you know, reach out and become part of the, the Instagram pipe makers club because it is just an invaluable resource. I saw Kirk getting his hand in it. Is he? Did he join? I don't know about joining, but I saw on Instagram that he had some blocks. Oh, that he got. yeah, 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 yeah. I believe in you, Kirk. I don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go for it, Kirk. I hope you can do it. I know you can do it. I know you can do it, Kirk. We're cheering for you, buddy. Um, Did you want to talk about your, the Splend? Oh, sure. Indiana's incredible blend of the week. Yeah, so I um, and I think I might have had this already as an incredible blend of the week, but it came out again here in the past couple of months, and I revisited it recently. 
And I forgot how much I love this blend. I'm I'm glad I picked up a couple more tins of it. It's a uh, Cornell Deals Saint Espresso. Well, it's warped. It's warped yeah. Saint Espresso. Um, but I believe it's blended by Jeremy Reeves from Cornell and Deal, produced by them. But uh, a lot of people have been talking about this blend in the last couple of months, just because it came out. You know, a lot of people review it and stuff. But uh, to me, this is one of the best blends to smoke in the morning with a cup of coffee on my way to work. It's got notes of cocoa and notes of that coffee kind of flavoring in there. And when I'm drinking, cause I only drink black coffee. So when I'm on my way to work in the morning, I'm drinking a black coffee and then I take a puff off of this pipe. I feel like the, the tobacco itself brings out notes in the coffee. And I feel like the coffee brings out notes in the tobacco. They, they, they complement each other so well. Um, it is genuinely just incredibly enjoyable. So it's too late now if you want some and you don't have any. Too too bad. So sad. Yeah. But it'll probably be around next year if they can get this stuff again. I don't know how that works, but uh Warped is mainly a cigar company, as most people know. They dabble and um have a few different blends that are readily readily available. And they come out with a couple of blends a year that are like small batch. And one of the ones they started last year is a Saint Espresso. So it does have some cigar leaf in it. So last year in 2022, it was limited to 3,000 tins. I think they did 4,000 this year. Um, but it's an aromatic and it is Black Cavendish, Kentucky and Virginia. The flavoring is, it says fruit, citrus, vanilla and walnut. Um, so no coffee mentioned at all. But um, I don't know. I, like I said before, and I've said a thousand times, I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But to me, when I smoke this blend with a cup of coffee, it pulls out a lot of that, the, the cocoa-y flavor and the, like the bitterness and the sweetness of it. And it, it's just incredibly enjoyable. You've been enjoying it a lot the last couple of weeks, huh? Yeah, I've, I've smoked it, um... I was on a kick of smoking, you know, trying a few different things again. But when I saw this tin, I thought, you know, I'm going to smoke that again. And so I took it on last Monday morning and I have been unable to smoke anything else when I leave for work. I keep reaching for this tin every morning. I'm almost out. I have like a little bitty bit left from this jar. It's not bad. I'm not a... I kind of I hate to say it, but I've kind of outgrown aromatics. I can taste... I can taste the chemicaliness of aromatics as soon as I start smoking them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm just extra sensitive to that or whatever. Um, but to me, like when I was lighting this up, the first thing I got was that I'm guessing it's propylene glycol or something like that. There was just that aromatic taste. Yeah. Um, it burns off pretty quickly. Um, it does have some good flavors here. It's probably one of the better aromatics. Um, I probably wouldn't keep it on my shelf just because it's not my not my thing. One thing I, I've I will say about it, and I have said in the past, with this particular aromatic, I have found that if I smoke it too hot, it can get very chemically, um, and it's difficult for me not to get it too hot because um, I suck at smoking slowly. But that's another thing too is. 
This one, I kind of have to concentrate on my cadence and really slow myself down to enjoy it. And if it gets too hot, I'll put it down and just drink my coffee and let it cool off for a bit and then light it back up and just try to take it as slow as I can. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of those notes that they intended to get. Like, I, by all means, I haven't burned the topping off of it or anything like that. Um, I'm getting like a... Get the Starbucks vibes from it, if you will. Yeah. That like sweetness, a little bit of coffee taste there. Like like a fancy drink from Starbucks. You know, I know because I go to Starbucks pretty frequently. Obviously too much because for the second time, uh, I pull, so for the second time, I pulled up to Starbucks and one the first time the person said, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. And a different person this time when I pulled up earlier in the week, she named my order. <laughs> and I was like, Yep, that's it. And uh, I i don't know. It caught me off guard because I was just like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my order. Obviously, I come here too much. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, no. I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Like, I made her feel bad. Like, she had. I, I didn't intend that. Uh, but, like, it was the first thing that came to my head was, oh, great. She knows my order. So, I must come here way too often. Yeah. She was like, I'm sorry, I just recognized your face because we have a camera. I was like, there's no need to apologize. I think it's hilarious. But she felt bad because I think she thought she insulted me. And she was like, oh, crap, I chased a customer away, you know. But yeah, I, I'm a basic white girl. Yeah. And I kind of get those coffee, like the fancy coffee vibes, you know, like that mocha. Uh, you know, because I'm a mocha drinker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I get I get a venti uh, triple mocha hot. I don't I don't know if that's that's Starbucks lingo. It's a mocha, but it's a triple mocha, so it's got triple the shots in it. Yeah. Um. I some people online, I saw some reviews. People saying that it it, it roached their tongue, like it, they had tongue bite pretty bad from it. And I think if you were to freight train it, like if you smoked it hot and heavy, it 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 could and would burn burn your tongue but i don't I haven't got that at all yet i don't normally have a problem with it if i can keep myself s slowed down on it and i'm smoking this out of a very short pipe yeah you are smoking it out of a dagner poker yeah and it's probably i don't know the shank and stem together is probably three three and a half inches yeah it's a pretty short pipe it's almost nose warmer i, I smoked it out of uh it's a little stanwell featherweight pot it's one of my it's one of my go-to aromatic pipes I, I like it's so lightweight this is one of my favorite driving pipes because the featherweight it is really really lightweight very easy to clinch it rides in the car well i enjoy that pipe nice well that's about it for us uh reach out to pipes pours and pals at gmail.com you can reach the podcast on instagram at pipes pours and pals you can reach nate at indiana nate you can reach myself justin at the coffee pot codger and if you want to follow Mrs. Codger, you can reach her at Mrs.Codger. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so through buymeacoffee.com forward slash pipes, pours, pals. The link for that is also in the show notes. And I did want to give a quick shout out to, uh, we had a listener, an anonymous listener this week and a half ago or so. I mentioned this last episode, I believe, but we had a, a uh, anonymous uh, donor give us several pours. So whoever you are, thank you so much for that. And uh, as I said last episode, we got to uh, use that money that you guys have 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 gifted us and supported us with to buy that uh, travel recorder. 
which is awesome. And I thought, I mean, it's not the great audio. Then again, like for some reason, we have really good audio in this room. So it's hard to tell whether it was the room or whether it was using this recorder. But I felt like I got pretty good audio. I thought it sounded great. Yeah, especially for not have to drag all this stuff. And yeah, my next purchase is probably to buy some extra microphones so I don't have to unplug these microphones and headphones and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah, have yeah. like just a to go kit ready to go. Like I can just keep it all in that box and then just grab the box and go and then leave all of this here. Yeah, because um, it is kind of a pain to like reroute all these wires and everything. But um, that's down the road. But thank you guys so much for your support and for reaching out to us. We get multiple multiple messages every day and have developed some great friendships because of this podcast absolutely and we're so thankful for that so join us next time we're drinking sazerac rye and smoking cornell and deals cajun cake i think that's all we got that's all i got have a good one bye everybody